This is the Jace and Jensen Morning Sports Show. Hey, hey, hey. Magic, get out of here, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Jensen Morning Sports Show. I am Martin Jensen. And I am Jace McCann. We are inching closer to an NBA return. It's exactly what we yes, need sir. with the world we're living in right now. Rest in peace, George Floyd. We are getting closer to an NBA return. And a majority of GMs in the league have voted. We 1,000% should continue straight into playoffs. This makes the most sense out of any return plan. We played 75% of the regular season already. Other teams like the Kings, Blazers, and Pelicans already had their chances to get into the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the majority of GM's opinions that get paid to make decisions like these? Yeah, well, I feel like the players should have a lot of say in what should happen because they're the ones going through it, not just the GM's. But uh, I do not think this is a good idea. And I'm not just saying that because my team isn't going to make it. I'm saying it's it's going to be very difficult for these players to come back playing this intense playoff basketball. I feel like we need some type of warm-up or exhibition games that do not count to make sure that their bodies get, get back right. And, you know, playoff basketball is just so intense, and I think these players could get injured, like I've said in the previous episode, if they just hop right into playoff basketball. But I'm not sure what the solution is. Say we go into three-game series for the first round. Exactly. Say your team loses in 2-0 sweep, then you're done. And now mm-hmm. half, the, half the league, or over half the league, only eight teams are left in the – only eight fan bases are left to. Yeah. Bradley Beal has been in trade talks by the god-awful Washington Wizards. Just signed an extension a couple weeks ago and has stated the trade rumors are a sign of respect. What do you think about Beal's perspective on the NBA life? Well – I think Bill is right on target with this one. Teams are looking at Bill thinking that if they get him, they can be a championship contending team. So I think that is respect. Uh, and the Wizards are looking at Bill like they can get a lot of good pieces for trading for him. So I, I think this is a sign of respect for sure. When he's looking at it from Kyrie and KD's perspective, thinking they want him on their team, that is very much sign of respect from them. Mm-hmm. Not as much sign of respect from his office, his GM office, his manager office. Jace, we are going to do some start bench cut. Now, we don't have a segment for this yet, mm-hmm. but we could make this a regular thing. Mm-hmm. This is about to go crazy, and I need some of your opinions. We'll start out with some third-tier shooting guards. Okay. We got start bench cut, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, and Clay Thompson. Okay, this is, this is pretty easy for me. I'm starting Clay. I think he's one of the best two-way players ever top three shooter ever. I'm benching Ray. I think he's a top three shooter uh, ever as well. He hit one of the clutchest NBA uh, shots in history. And so that means I'm cutting Reggie. This may show my age, but I just don't think Reggie is as good as the others. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, but I'm not taking him over the other two. You think Clay Thompson is making the Hall of Fame? What? Of course. Really? three rings. Yes. Gosh. Oh he's got my. three rings, and he's one of the best defenders and shooters ever. Of oh course he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Gosh. What, what do you – you don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. 
I don't think he's gonna be oh, Hall of Famer. Well, how much you want to bet on this? We, I, I bet my whole life on this that he's gonna be Hall of Famer. Dude, you gonna bet your whole life, bro? I don't want you to commit suicide. I like <laughs> you too much for that, man. I don't want to. I don't want to put your life on the line. Oh no, we're gonna definitely I'll, revisit this in twenty years. And <laughs> I'll put it like a cheese it on it. <laughs> for me, I'm yeah, starting Ray me. Allen, benching okay. Reggie Miller, cutting Clay Thompson. Oh, that might just I, be the Warrior hatred in no, me. You know, I, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. You're a LeBron fan, so you hate the Warriors <laughs> for taking all his rings. I'm sorry, Next. but it's just a better shooting than LeBron. We have the second tier shooting guards. Start <sighs> bench cut, Allen Iverson, D Wade, and James Harden. Now, this one is tough, but I think I got to start D Wade because he led his team to a finals victory, winning finals MVP as well. In D Wade's prime, I think he might be the the third best shooting guard of all time behind Kobe and MJ. Might be a hot take, but that's my opinion. Now, this is where it gets tough. Both AI and Harden are former MVPs. Both do not have a ring, but AI carried the Sixers to the finals while Harden has not been to the finals. But I'm going to have to take James Harden and cut AI. Harden might be one of the greatest offensive players of all time. To be averaging over 35 points is simply amazing in the NBA. AI never did that. You look like you're disgusted right now. Let's see. <laughs> Allen Iverson is, if you recall, our uh, top all-time starting five. You took both the top the the top tier shooting guards, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, on the same team. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. left me with these tier two players, and and I was on the hot seat because I wasn't prepared for that. So I picked Allen Iverson, and I think and that was a dumb take. I 100 percent. Should have taken Dwayne Wade. Okay, I understand that. But mm-hmm. Allen Iverson is a close second. MVP of the league. Revamped the 76ers. The only good time they ever had since Julius Irving. James Harden, he's had the amazing coach with him. He's had a great learning experience from Russell Westbrook and KD in his rookie years. He's got Mike <laughs> D'Antoni, who literally uh-huh. says give him the ball. Get out of the way. It's perfect for James Harden. I think so you think AI Iverson. would average 30? 35 oh, as well oh, in the D'Antoni system? 45. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll never know, but I disagree on that. I think James Harden is one of the greatest offensive players we've seen for sure. Here's the last one I have for you. And this this is a this is a personal one for me. I need you to answer this correctly or I'm quitting maybe. Goat centers. Start bench cut. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. This is pretty easy for me, and I feel like you're not going to agree with me. But I am going to start Kareem. Good start. He has, he has had the most unstoppable signature move of all time, the sky hook, and he has the most points ever. I would bench Russell. I cannot cut him because he has 11 rings. Also, he, built, he beat Will multiple times in the finals, so I'm going to have to cut my guy Will. I know his numbers are insane, but I, it, winning just matters to me, unlike you, since you're a Toronto <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, what is your answer for this? So I'm with you on the start. Kareem at yeah. the bar. Go mm-hmm. seven. Bill Russell and Will is a close one. I'm going to have to go with Bill Russell. 11 rings. Okay. Okay. Will Chamberlain, I think, would have fit better in today's NBA. Dude is just a freak mm-hmm. athlete. I don't yeah. think Bill Russell would do good. Really I agree with that. In today. Yeah. But, you know, we're not talking about today. We're talking about the 60s where mm-hmm. uh, they were the only black people in the league. Chargers <laughs> star running back. Melvin Gordon made a comment on possibly playing games without fans this next season, saying, bro, we didn't even have fans anyways. What do you take from this quote by Melvin? 
I'm not sure if this was the smartest quote by him because Charger fans might not like it. Like, think about it. If you're a loyal fan and you hear one of your star players say this, it might make you feel bad. I would feel bad if, like, Aaron Fox said, we don't have any fans to the Sacramento Kings fans. So, but I, I feel like he could have said something else. I get what he's saying, though, since the Chargers have moved to L.A. They're kind of like that sibling you don't really care about. And I can't name one L.A. Chargers fan. So, no disrespect to their fan base, but... <laughs> You we know, we live in San Diego, and I don't know too many you know, <laughs> Chargers fans, so that's crazy to me. Yeah, I I only know one up here in Oregon, and uh, <laughs> and he hates life, so I don't think it's, <laughs> it's quite the fan base to be a part uh-huh. of. The man we needed when the world needed him most hasn't been in the news for a couple years now. The LeVar Ball is slowly entering back into the media, and he came out with some hot takes. The former... Or not the former, he's still the father. The father <laughs> of the famous Ball Brothers thinks all three will eventually be together in the league on the greatest franchise of all time, the LA Lakers. First off, do you think Lee Angelo Ball will even make the league at one point in his life? And second, do you see any way that this trio makes it onto the same th- same team, whether that be at the Lakers? Well, first, I want to say shout out to LeVar. Unlike most people, I love LeVar and what he has provided for his kids. But that doesn't mean he isn't crazy. Uh, now, with that being said, I do not see Leangelo making the league. He's a knockdown shooter with a solid post game. His defense is pretty non-existent. And I just don't think he's built for this NBA. I don't think he's athletic enough. He may make a few rosters, but lasting in the league will be difficult for him. Uh, hopefully, he will prove me wrong, though. But I do think that Melo Lonzo could be on the same team. The Jello, I'm not too sure about. Remember that the NBA is a, is a business. They're not just going to put all three on a team because it looks cool. They want the best player. They want to win. And we already seen Lonzo Ball in the Lakers uniform. Mm-hmm. I, I He may have been too young. It, it was a lot of hype built up for him by his mm-hmm. father. Lake, yep. uh, L.A. is a very tough place to be when you're directly under his father. So anything you do will be held against you, whether that be good or bad. You have to be great. We could see them on the same team. I would think the New York Knicks, since they had had talks about drafting LaMelo Ball, yeah, they could uh, sign or trade for Lonzo. I could see that, but I do not see LiAngelo Ball. As much as he's my favorite ball brother, I don't Wait, see him. Wait, why, why is he your favorite? Because <laughs> he's, like, he's like the middle child. He's like, <laughs> it's not as good. <laughs> so, That's your reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad. And I like I like that he was kind of the poster guy. He was, he was different. Yeah, he was different, yeah. He's a solid player. Not built for the NBA, though. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Many actions have been taken to avenge his death. Make it one that matters. One of which becoming a huge statement by the University of Minnesota. They will no longer be contracting Minneapolis PD for their sports games after Floyd's death. How big of a step is this moving forward? I mean, anything that helps bring to light the wrongdoing of the police is important. Uh, But I... Do not think this step is a big deal because it's just one university. Now, if the whole country did this, it would be huge. But I do appreciate the University of Minnesota for standing up to the police. It could be it could be a huge step, given that mm-hmm. this is the Minneapolis PD, the yeah. PD that was, I'm going to quote, responsible, because I know mm-hmm. all those guys who worked there were not the one mm-hmm. killing George Floyd. But they did host the guy who did kill George mm-hmm. Floyd. I think that's a big step. Yeah, but ho- hopefully it, it ignites other universities to do so or, you know, not support the police. True. Maybe hire their own 
maybe mm-hmm. that maybe that'll be the next business like yeah private, that's the, I, I was trying security. to figure out i was trying to figure out like who are they gonna hire yeah. <laughs> like some random people just with guns yeah they're just gonna hire just like offensive linemen who like didn't really make it <laughs> they're just gonna give scholarships how about that oh that's crazy Ooh, you know, full ride to be security yeah. That would be sick. That is smart right there. Okay. We just created something. We need yeah. to create that. Hey, I'm gonna call up. I'm gonna call up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the weights a little bit so so I have like something to build off of. But I'm gonna uh-huh. call up some university and be like, look, man, you don't want these PDs there anymore. You want you want offensive linemen guarding your games. <laughs> I'm going in, man. I'm getting full. That might be it. That might be it. Chase, it is time for factual disrespect. You can't handle the truth. Jace, we only have one topic here. Shaq, on the Big Big Podcast, agreed that he would have, quote, torn your butt up on that block, unquote, speaking about Draymond and his defense. Many 90s bigs believe this as well about Draymond. Is this facts? No. This is facts, Jason. <laughs> but I want to hear it from your voice. Is this facts or disrespect? You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you as much as I hate doing that, but I agree with you. <laughs> Dudes would have killed Draymond in the post back then. This era is all about shooting threes and spreading the floor, so Draymond doesn't have to deal with bigs like Shaq, Patrick Ewing, and Hakeem the Dream. So I, I don't think Draymond could handle it. He's a great defender, but for this era, not for that. What do you What do you think about the matchup with him and Dirk? I think Dirk would fry him and just shoot over the top of him because <laughs> Draymond's only 6'5", 6'6". Dirk is 7 feet, and he has a high release, so he would just – Fry him, I cash think. money, like nothing, like nothing would change. You could have Muggsy or Draymond, same difference. Mm. <laughs> Daily Quibi dropped their season prediction seven months ago. Some aged well, and some didn't. Some were freaking awful. Let's start out with the first one: the Rockets will win the West with an unstoppable duo of James Harden and Westbrook. <laughs> Obviously, this is not aged well. The duo has gotten better over time, but this duo is not unstoppable. And I don't think anyone saw it like that when it first happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is a terrible take to me. I would have never agreed on this. Like, how could how could you have said this when you have teams like the Clippers and Lakers with multiple All-Stars on each team? And, you know, they just mesh better together. And I, I feel like pretty much everyone agreed that the Lakers or Clippers were going to come out of the West. So I, I don't like that take at all. We're talking about basketball, right? So there's not just <laughs> offense. In basketball, there's defense exactly. too. You have mm-hmm. the Clippers, who have two of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and Pat Bev. two top three, and then mm-hmm. Pat Bev, who just eats people. <laughs> and then you have Anthony Davis and LeBron in mm-hmm. in a Laker uniform. Yeah. You're not dunking on them, okay? Mm-hmm. But then you have two guards, Westbrook and Harden. I just don't see where they thought the defense was yeah. coming from. Yeah, me neither. The second. Jokic will win MVP and average a triple-double. I don't think this is total blasphemy because I could see the NBA giving the MVP to Jokic. The MVP award does not always go to the best player. And I think Jokic could put up, I don't know about triple-double numbers, but enough, he would put up enough good numbers to earn it. Also, his team is one of the better teams in the league so far, uh, so that also contributes. But, you know, I think Jokic is a solid player, but the MVP award does not always go to the best player. I think they're expecting a vast improvement from Jokic. I don't mm-hmm. think it, 
obviously we've seen now he's kind of uh, the same as last year. Like they, yeah, they didn't really yeah. improve the roster. They didn't really mm-hmm. like Jokic didn't really improve himself all too much. Mm-hmm. So I think if we saw you know maybe Jokic coming out with just dirt fadeaways at the start of the season, we'd be like, okay, this guy, yeah, the, the bee's knees. The next one, <laughs> Tyler Hero will be top three in the Rookie of the Year race. This has come a little bit true. Maybe he's top four, top three. What do you mm-hmm. think about this? Yeah, this was a good take. Tyler has had an amazing rookie season. Funny thing about Tyler is in high school, I did not think he was good enough to go to Kentucky and even make the NBA, but he sure has proved me wrong. So I think this was a good take by him. The last one. This one is the, the funniest <laughs> one. Teams will respect Ben Simmons' jumper by the end of the season. We obviously do not see that. Christmas Day, he was being guarded in the paint while he's on the three-point line. Uh-huh. What do you think about this take? No, this is a terrible take. I don't know which which take is more blasphemous, the Houston Rockets coming out the West or this one. I just don't think Ben is capable of it. One of the biggest things about shooting is confidence, and Ben has absolutely zero confidence in his jumper. Teams disrespect him, leaving him wide open, and he refuses to shoot it. So I I don't know about this take, man. So this was made seven months ago, so the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And you would think before you take – you release an article that says six takes on the upcoming NBA season. You would think you would do some research on said takes. Mm-hmm. You would think you would have data to go off of saying, mm-hmm. oh, Ben Simmons has spent – We've, we've tracked him. He spent three hours a day on shooting after practice. No, mm-hmm. this guy didn't work anything. He didn't He didn't do anything. He maybe shot free throws. His free throws are up a little bit. He, he did not work on his trees that much. He lost confidence. This is a terrible take. We will maybe see it this summer if he starts working. But we don't. I hope he does because what else are you doing? Like, shoot some jumpers, man. <laughs> Especially right now. Exactly. Dwayne Wade recently stated that he and LeBron, prior to the decision – we're thinking about joining Derrick Rose in Chicago as their big three, replacing Chris Bosh. Derrick Rose obviously wouldn't have had the same stress as he had playing against LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami, maybe putting himself in a position of less injury. This And that means better longevity. How many rings in a row does this team win and overall? You know what, Martin? You might disagree with me, but I'm not sure if this works. All three of them are pretty ball-dominant, especially D-Rose and your boy. You have three do- three ball-dominant guys, and there's just not enough ball to go around. Miami worked because Bosch took a lesser role. They had good role players that did not need the ball in their hands to be effective, like Mario Chalmers and Mike Miller. Uh, I think maybe they would have figured it out and won one championship, but I think it would have been tough. Three ball-dominant guys does not work. One championship. You're saying one championship. What I'm do you saying, think? I'm saying one decade of championships. We see the first 10-piece in, in sports history. We oh see 10 straight until LeBron retires because he's just bored. He's just, he's going to pull an MJ and just be, I'm bored. I'm going to go play baseball. He's going to he's gonna join track. And he's going to beat Usain Bolt in a 1v1 oh, race. I don't know what they call it. My gosh. I'm not too educated. That is buffoonery. This team okay. is winning at least, at least five in a row. The, and then and then some injury happens. If we're saying no injuries, 10 in a row, 100%. All right. The protests, <laughs> the protests have swept the nation and have sparked many conversations. Steven Jackson and many others had a press conference to speak on the outrage, but he took the conversations further than the press conference, took it to social media, and directed at 
NBA small forward Michael Porter Jr. tweeting, man, go sit yo young privilege butt down. Either you with us or you against us. Obviously, he used a little harsher language. <laughs> is this too harsh on the young guy or is this justification that we will continue, continue to see in this divided world? No, I, I got to side with Stephen Jackson on this one. I, I do not think we should show too much sympathy to the officers that did this. I feel like they knew what they were doing, and they don't necessarily need to be prayed for right now. I know where Michael Porter was coming from on this, and I think it's coming from a good place, but he should have just rethought this tweet before he sent it. Now he's getting so much hate for it, and you know you just got to keep your mouth shut at some, some of these moments. Honestly, you know they say silence is, is on the side with the oppressor. I'm not going to speak out too much because, right, the guy died. Feel mm-hmm. bad for him. Feel bad for his family. And I do think the guy should get justice for it. The cop should get justice for it. But if you, if you don't have anything to say for that side, mm-hmm. throw, that, throw that out. For mm-hmm. sure. Especially, hey, I don't mean to get political real quick, but Trump should just not be talking right now. Yes. This, is a, this is how you lose an election right here. If Trump or Biden starts saying something, this is how you lose yeah. an election. You, you hear people be like, Dang, he's racist. He he tweeted for the cops. Oh man, mm-hmm. you just lost you just lost all African American votes. Exactly. Celtics are a top team in the East, but who is the real MVP of the squad? Some would say Kemba, Tatum, and even <laughs> Marcus Smart for his effort. Let let me bring some statistics to switch up this conversation because we just hear too much about Tatum. We hear too much about Marcus Smart. We hear too much about <laughs> the Celtics win percentage when Taco Falls plays. Versus when he doesn't is eighty three to fifty eight percent. The guy is clearly an animal. Clearly, the kid who says, "What do you think really speaks about these sets?" Well, shout out to Taco. I seen him play in high school, and I even got a picture with him. He was like eight foot tall. Oh, <laughs> but Taco could be the Celtics' good luck charm. Now, Taco's numbers would say a different story. He has not contributed enough for for me to say that he's the MVP when he's averaging like three points a game, <laughs> but. He definitely could be good luck for them. I love Taco, though. I think he could be used as a momentum. Uh A momentum shifter. You put Taco in, dude, anyone who was sleeping, anyone who was on their phone, immediately gets off. It was like watching Kobe in his last game. 100%. You see Taco come in the game, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Taco. Mm -hmm. But then again, he only goes in when they're up by 30. (laughs) That's the classic Martin Jensen. The Jason Jensen Show is shooting 100% on 19 of 19 episodes. This is episode 20. We're doing it. And there has been some very unstoppable moves in the league, not just on the show, but in the league as well. <laughs> some unstoppable moves include the sky hook. You touched on that earlier. The Euro step, the fadeaway, and much more. What is the most unstoppable move of all time? It's got to be the sky hook by far. No one could block it, and he shot it at such a high percentage, that being Kareem. Uh, I wonder what percentage of all his sky hooks went in. It's got to be something crazy, like 70%, I would guess. And there's a reason why Kareem has the most points in NBA history, and it was because of that dang sky hook. I, I have a couple. I, I, just love, I just love these guys, the way they played the game. They just found out what worked. They did it, and they got millions for it. Shaq's body, first off. You can't stop Shaq's body. That's not even That's a, move. a signature move. Just, yes, yes. His just frame was amazing. His, his girth. Then the dream shake. One of the most pure, pure basketball. That is like what real basketball is. If you are backing someone down and you can get them 
to snap their ankles without really taking a, a big step. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> no, and I agree with that. The MJ Kobe fadeaway made better by Dirk Nowitzki. 100%. You cannot stop the Dirk fade. It is the greatest shot of all time. What? You just sound racist at this point. <laughs> Making Dirk over all the black people. I see what you're doing here, Martin. We're going to cancel right. you. <laughs> no, I, I agree. That that Dirk shot is crazy. You could not block that. That was it for the show. But I have a couple shout-outs. Or just one shout-out. My Nana and Papa back home, Bonnie and Paul Patillo. Love those guys. Chase, do you have anything else for us? No, I want to say happy birthday to Martin. It was his birthday yesterday. So we should, this video should get a million views just for that. 100%. So let's do it for Martin. Well, let's we already it. get a, a, a million views, so let's let's reach for 100 million views. You're right, you're right. My bad. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Hey, 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 we are back. Check in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for some new episodes.